Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BC, and you, you have know everything. everything. The 80 20 rule. And I wanted to unpack it. Surprisingly, it's a pretty popular topic when it comes to like business and how to success and wealth building. And I've seen it pop up a lot on this platform, but I have personally been referring to the Preto principle since I, I like for as long as I can remember. So I thought maybe I should do a little bit of research about it. I do think and have absolutely experienced this, witnessed it, tested it, and proven it to hundreds of different businesses and individuals, those who are committed to success and sustainable success, that the 80-20 principle 100% applies. And ultimately what it suggests is 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. It is a causality Oh my God, I was going to try and sound smart there. And instead, I'm just going to absolutely butcher it. A causality correlation. So what that means is, and what how we experience that in business is 20% of the input yields 80% of the output. So I like to think of this in terms of 20% of my customers, clients, buyers yield 80% of my income, or 20% of your sales are responsible for 80% of your investments. And it was noticed by an Italian economist, Vilfredo Perito, that observed 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the population. So the reason that the Perito principle is so special is that it is based on a fundamental observation about the distribution of outcomes in many different systems. In many cases, a small number of factors are responsible for a large proportion of the outcomes. And this principle has been observed in so many different places, in so many different fields, industries, businesses, professions, even social sciences. So people love the Pareto principle because it is a very, very practical tool that improves decision-making, focus, and efficiencies because it focuses, it highlights the most important factors. So in business, we can talk about how 80% of a company's profits come from 20% of its customers, or 80% of its sales come from 20% of its products. I think that's what I was trying to refer to at the beginning. And additionally, the 80-20 rule, and I think this is where I hear about it the most, and I, I use it the most in terms of time management. It applies to this idea that 80% of our individual results come from 20% of our efforts. And so when trying to level up, scale up, move from operations to leadership, which is where so many of my people are at, they had a business idea, they built out this amazing business in order to sustainably scale, they need to withdraw themselves from the day-to-day to-dos, and they need to figure out how to lead this organization. And it's interesting, I was just listening to someone talking about how they need to hire someone. I fundamentally disagree with that. If you founded this, if this was your idea, You need to figure out the best role for you in this business. And I think the 80-20 rule is a fantastic place to start. So if you're feeling super overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're stuck on the hamster wheel, if you feel like you were doing your best but not getting any different or better results, perhaps you could apply this model 
to whatever it is that you're thinking about and see if it can help you find a different way of doing things and realizing the success you need with less effort. The 80-20 rule is not a hard and fast law. It is a useful tool for identifying the most important factors in a given situation and then focusing on them to achieve the greatest impact. By focusing on the most important factors, one can assume that they will be more efficient and therefore more effective in achieving their goals. So this matters because it will help you and or your business and or your people focus on the efforts and the most important factors so that you, you can get a much higher, higher yield when it comes to the outcomes that you seek. And obviously this is important. <laughs> Because if you're super duper busy, if you feel like you're not getting any results, if you feel like you're stuck on a hamster wheel and you're still working your ass off, what we need to do is not shift your efforts, not shift your expertise, not even shift your energy per se. This isn't even a mindset game. This is just simply a focus. What are we saying yes to? And what are we going to start saying no to? I talk about this a lot with my service providers and customer-based businesses. Who are your top 10% of customers? And no one knows the answer to that question. That's probably why we're working with each other. I mean, not that like we'll figure that out, but because when you know who your top 10, 20% of customers are, that as the leader is where you focus. I think a lot about this in marketing. What are the 20% of my efforts that yield the 80% of my outcomes? So as an example, what there's a million platforms out there. There's a million marketing channels and distribution methods and price points, et cetera. What are the ones that I need to focus on that get me the best results? You are currently engaging in one of those right now. <laughs> I don't need to worry about the rest of it. When I have the capacity for it or I have the resources for it, I can acquire the support that I need in order to spread and expand my efforts. But in the interim, 20% of what I focus on is going to yield 80% of my success. In time management, this rule applies to the tasks, the to-dos, the activities that have the greatest impact on achieving your goals. You know you're too busy. That means you are doing things that are not contributive. They are not your zone of genius. They are not in your flow. You do not love them, right? Focus on the things that make you not just productive, but effective. And you will achieve more in less time. In personal development, if we're going to pull that thread out from the business development and um, productivity quadrant, this means that 20% of our habits or activities have the greatest impact on achieving our personal goals. So we often think about like a good night's sleep a healthy diet, movement in the morning, getting some sunlight, like those four things will likely change your day in a way that getting into your marketing or your emails first thing in the morning won't. <laughs> Again, it's never for me to tell you what to do or how to do it. Test everything I'm suggesting as you're listening. Notice what jumps out at you. Notice what lights you up. Notice what you, what you suddenly hear. I'm sure half the words I'm saying you're not paying attention to, but the 20% of them that you are, they're probably, you're probably hearing that it's jumping out at you for a reason. I also use the 80-20 rule to give myself permission to not do it all. Like 1000%. This is my number one argument with social media and emails. When I send one message, I get a minimum of two back. That person just like bing, ba bing, ba boom, ba bing. And I don't know if this is your experience. This is definitely my experience, but it's like the more I do, the more work it creates. And you know how much of that work brings me sales? Not very many. 
So I'm continually evolving my system so that I can do the most effective means of input, 20% of input to get 80% of output. I work with this with so many of my clients because they are overwhelmed. They are too busy. They're, they've built an incredible amount of success and it is not scaling. We immediately focus on what are the 20% of things that they're doing that no one else can do that truly light them up, that feel like it's not that no one else can do them. That is what they're known for. That is their superpower. That is their raison d'etre, right? And then we, we figure out how to get the rest of it off of their plate. Whether it's delegating it, half the time it just doesn't. It's just not a priority. It is not a focus right now. Because what this rule suggests is if we focus on that 20%, we will get 80% of what we need. It's, it's phenomenal in terms of filtering your to-do list, filtering your time, filtering your productivity, filtering your own personal habits and day-to-day, and obviously focusing your business strategies and your professional activities. So I'm going to just go through a couple different tactical ways that you could apply the 80-20 rule, especially in your professional life um, and in your business. So first things, actually, this will apply to your personal life as well, for sure. This is one of those, I often get overwhelmed because I've got so many different things going on. I love saying yes to opportunities. <laughs> like everyone's like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Like most things are a fuck yes to me, especially if you're asking me to do it. I'm generally going to be pretty excited about it. But I use the 80-20 rule to then ask myself, well, firstly, do I have space for this? Does this qualify as one of the activities that yields 80% of my results? And then I'll even fine tune it further. Like how can I give you 20% of my most effective focus so that we can get 80% of the best that we can expect, right? So like as an example, identify your largest expenses in your budget. This could be your like rent, potentially business expenses, uh, salaries, transportation, food. Reduce those expenses by 20% to save 80% of the cost. Wait, what? When you can reduce some of your most impactful expenses by 20% and you, you, look, you do that across the board, you're going to save 80% in terms of total expenses. Don't believe me? Test it. It's, if I told you to cut back your mortgage by 80%, you'd probably flip your lid. But I, if I told you to cut back your mortgage by 20%, your food budget by 20%, your gas budget by 20%, your spending by 20%, that feels a hell of a lot more doable, right? Savings goals. So let's flip this on its, on its flip this. We'll just flip it. We don't need to flip it anywhere. <laughs> uh, focus on saving 20% of your total income towards your goals. So let's say you have an emergency fund and a retirement fund and a vacation fund and a new car fund. And maybe you have like your clothing budget or uniform budget. I mean, again, these can kind of be used for either or in terms of business or your personal life. If you increase savings by 20% across each of them, you will receive 80% in total savings and or be close 80% closer to your savings targets. So it's it's like a little bit of mindfuckery in the sense that like we're ultimately doing the same thing, but so often and so much of the advice out there is you know, you pick one of these channels, expenses or savings, and then you focus on that until it's achieved, and then you go to the next one. That might work for some people. The 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle would suggest 20% will yield 80%. This is a lot more, I have a lot more notes on like expenses and savings and income, but what I really want to get to is like how you can look at customers, products, platforms, business activities to get way more productive because I, I personally believe, and this is a bias, 
But as a leader, as a creative, as someone trying to build something you have never done before and potentially the world has never seen before, you need space. You need space to pattern interrupt. I talk a lot about that in my sort of development and um, expansion content. Like you have to have these opportunities where your brain can kind of reset, where your conscious and subconscious, what's the, like interpretations and experience and engagement with reality has an opportunity to, to try something new, to feel something new. This is going to allow you to literally synergize data, to interface with your world in a manner that, that allows you to see things you haven't seen before. And so again, with those customers in sales, so many people that I work with feel like they have to have that hour long conversation and that immediate sense of urgency moment with every single person that transacts in their business. Do you? What if you just focused on the top 20% and anybody else goes into a queue, goes into a um, complaint or customer support, email, inbox, actual physical box to like a, a professional that can handle that stuff, or they just get like an automated response. Maybe they get sent an FAQ, right? Like see what happens when you give the people who support you the most, the most attention and love, and you let the rest go or you delegate it. With your products, when's the last time you looked at your product line or potentially your facilities? Or you can think about it like a particular salesperson or, or even a resource in your business and ask yourself like, who makes me the most money? What makes me the most money? How do I make the most money? You might be focusing on several different distribution channels or several different product lines or several different facilities. But the reality is one, two out of 10, 10, 20 out of 100, they're the ones doing it for you. The rest, they might just be for brand positioning so that it looks like there's a lot more happening than there really is. And that's totally fine. Don't spread yourself evenly across all of them. Give yourself the focus and the permission to grow what is really working. You'll always hear me say, double down on what's working. If I was just talking with somebody yesterday who surprisingly is gaining a lot of traction in Twitter spaces. Great. Don't worry about YouTube shorts then. Don't worry about email marketing right now. If you've got a solid distribution methodology, you don't need to be everywhere all the time. Focus on what works. Energetically, what goes into this process is not what's going to come out. That is, I mean, the 80-20, the it, is, it is a pretty significant filter. And what you're recognizing is not who you were, but who you are right now. So often we just keep doing things because that's how we've always done it. I'm a major disruptor when I come into people's businesses because I will question everything to understand why. Watching me in my, in my Web3 DAO, and they just keep telling me, well, that's how it's done. That's what Web3 looks like. Okay, cool. How much of Web3 is dying in the ass right now? <laughs> like Maybe that suggests the way things have always been done is not the way to do them. Not everyone is willing to evolve that quickly. The 80-20 principle will force an evolution. It will demand an adaptation in the moment. And that adaptation is you are no longer allowed to think about, talk about, or do 80% of the things that were happening before. You get to focus on 20% 
figure out what that looks like, and then do only that. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you cannot, you will not, you, there will be no different results. We know that that's the definition of an insanity, right? Is expecting different results by doing the same thing over and over again. This is a pretty hard and fast <laughs> pattern interrupt. And if you don't have that data yet, some people may or may not have been in business long enough, may not have been tracking their own personal habits and activities long enough. They might not be looking at their finances or um, tracking towards their goals in a way that feels like they've got enough information to even understand what 20%, what, what their top 20% is that yields that 80%. That's fantastic. That is why you're watching this. You are going to figure it out. Allow yourself to just follow like your gut. Like, I think I said this, um, maybe in the last episode, but you, I don't know about you, but when I'm listening to somebody, I'm, I'm probably tuning into about 20% of what they're saying. The rest of it is like the Charlie Brown parents. like wah, 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 wah. That 20% though, there's something there for me. Like I am allowing my intuition, my instincts, my gut to lead me that direction. Have you ever been working on something and something else pops into your head? And I'm not talking about like neurodivergent, ADHD, AF, uh, like distraction or disassociation. What I'm referring to is when you're reading a book or you're listening to a music or you're having a conversation and, and, and like a, a chunk of information gets into your brain and you're like, oh my God, wait a second. There's something in that. There's something in the work that you lose time in. There's something in the people that you work with who make you feel like a better human after you experience them. Start with that. Just focus on that. The things that feel hard, heavy, draining, let that go. It's either not important right now or not important enough to you to be worthwhile. Give yourself permission to just simply let it go and see what happens. I'm not saying if you don't want to do your taxes or you don't want to pay your bills, never pay your bills again. I'm just saying, don't do it right now. And maybe for the rest of today, focus on 20% of the things that light you the fuck up and bring you joy and let the rest of it go. See what happens. See what happens tomorrow. Who knows? When you can appreciate and celebrate everything that's gotten you here, so, so often we beat ourselves up for bad habits. We beat ourselves up for creating the state of overwhelm or, or maybe there is a huge amount on your to-do list that you are super overwhelmed with. It all feels like a massive priority. There's no way to filter it with the 80-20 rule. I totally hear that and get it. The first thing I do is appreciate my ambition, my willingness to say yes to so much. The fact that you'll, like I say this, I said this three times already today. I'm so grateful that I have and I have 22 pieces of paper with tasks listed on it because I did a brain dump to try and get my overwhelm out. And it's like, what was I thinking? Well, I'm thinking I can take over the world. I'm thinking I can work, make the world a better place. I'm thinking that I can inspire thousands of people to say yes to their success and to their future and to try new things and build, build businesses that, that support our communities and, and, and do it in a way that is sustainable and expansive and fun so that we can all experience freedom on our terms. Of course, I'm going to have a massive fucking to-do list, right? Like, that sounds insane. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate what got me here. And then I'm like, okay, okay, well, that's not all happening today. If I pick 20% of this list, what does that look like? That looks doable. Maybe not today, but maybe in the next week. See where I'm going with this? So 
appreciate and celebrate what got you here and recognize I'm not going to get everything done on this to-do list. I'm not, it's just not even the point. I'm going to allow my intuition and my gut to, to, to uh, direct me towards some things to focus on. I might look at the things that are non-negotiables, like paying my bills, paying my team, <laughs> payroll. I mean, far out, man. If you've ever done payroll processing, talk about <laughs> a draining, hard, heavy project, right? And if that's something that needs to get off my plate, then I can look at how do I resource that? How do I get somebody else to take care of this? Stop doing the things you don't want to do or recognize you're just not doing it. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's forever. Or, and I think I've made a bajillion episodes on this one as well, or love what you're doing. You know why I love paying bills and love paying taxes? Because firstly, it means I made money. I have money. <laughs> like that's something to celebrate, you know, like flex, hashtag privilege, hashtag agency. But like most of my bills are on auto pay now. I celebrate that every time I do my end of month reconciliations and I do look at my taxes because I remember and I am acutely aware of what it feels like to have to 80, 20 your bills, <laughs> like 20% of you getting paid this month, 80% of you aren't <laughs> like I, I, you know, we all have our, our theories around taxes and <laughs> I mean, I'm not, that's not what this episode is about, but if I'm paying taxes, it means I made money and also I'm being very lazy about my money management. And uh, both of those things are more privileged, right? So I celebrate them. And, and like, I, I also recognize the security and the certainty I feel when I am very involved in my day-to-day -day and weekly and monthly cash flow. And like, there's so many different benefits. Again, that's not what this episode is about, but like, how do I love the things I used to hate in my work? is I remember why I'm doing them. Because if I'm doing them, they are part of my 20%, okay? This is an undoing. This is about changing the way you are approaching everything. If you need a change, this is kind of a quick fix. Now, obviously there's no silver, silver bullets. I tell everybody all of the time, there's no one size fit all system that's going to save everything and instantly connect you to your seven figures in seven weeks brouhaha. This principle has shown time and time again in wildly ranging scenarios to create success. So use it creatively. Give, I, I, was, I don't know. I went immediately to food to think because I'm hungry, but I was like 20% of the meals are the ones that I love cooking. So like, I'm going to get groceries for those. And then that like will narrow my grocery shopping. <laughs> That's one thing I really don't enjoy doing. So like, how do I game it? I make it as like, like I literally write my grocery list out in orders of where things are at the grocery store. Point being, have some fun with it. Think about different ways you can focus on the 20% to get 80% better results. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you're focusing on my 20% of content on the 80% of the, of the, on the 100% of the jibber jabber out there. You obviously are if you're still listening. So I appreciate you. Please find me in the discord container. Link is below. I do all sorts of fun things. Uh, find out on the website, NicoleBZ.com to discover what fun thing I'm doing right now. Oftentimes I'm talking about effectiveness, energetics, expansion and business. I, I pulled that alliteration out of my ass, especially after recording a bunch of things. But 
my goal is forever and always for you to connect with your success. And I, I think that that can actually be a pretty fun and engaging experience. So I want to figure out how let's holla. Let's, 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 uh, let's stop. <laughs> I'm going to end this. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as per always like comment, dislike, share, sharing is caring. And I can't wait to see you for the next one. 